Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchable News. It's Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, three areas of concern when it comes to passing the debt limit deal in the House. Number two, where things stand in the Senate. And number three, the latest on James Comer's fight with the FBI. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Things are progressing uh, when it comes to the debt limit deal. And all eyes are on the House in particular. There are three areas of concern. Number one being whether or not Speaker Kevin McCarthy can uh, avoid a full-scale revolt with conservatives. Yes. Yeah, so here, here's the dynamic at this point. Last night, McCarthy had a, a meeting uh, of the House Republican Conference. It went, um, it was fine. I mean, listen, there are, um, there are concerns on the right here. Um, and, and frankly, in the middle of the conference, too. Um, Nancy Mace, who always kind of um, uh, opposes leadership priorities these days, sometimes she comes around, sometimes she doesn't, um, uh, is opposed. A lot of interesting people who are close to McCarthy are opposed to this bill. Um, uh, people like Wesley Hunt of Texas, uh, Kat Kamick of Florida. These are people who are who are usually there for McCarthy, who are not there this time around. Still, the the leadership in the House and Senate are, or sorry, the leader, the House Democratic and House Republican leadership, and frankly, the Senate leadership as well. They are all um, confident that this bill will pass. Um, but there are three uh, immediate concerns for McCarthy today. Number one, the rule vote passed out of the Rules Committee last night on a seven to six margin. Chip Roy and Ralph Norman voted no. Um, and I don't think, sitting here right now, that that McCarthy is going to be able to clear the rule on the floor on his own. Um I don't think that's going to be able to happen. There are too many Republicans opposed and too many hard-headed people who won't vote for a rule or the leadership considers them hard-headed. If you're not for a bill, I don't know why you'd vote for the rule, but people see that as a party loyalty thing. So I have to imagine that McCarthy's going to have to go to the Democratic leadership hat in hand to get some um, uh, votes for the rule. Now, quite frankly, rules are usually carried by the majority party. But in this case, this is a deal between Biden and McCarthy that Democrats, by and large, are supportive of. Um, So that is... Certainly uh, puts him in a weaker position to get the final bill passed, though. Well, it it, it doesn't look great. (laughs) Let's put it that way. It doesn't look great. Um, Because, you know, you should be able to pass rules on your own if you're in the majority. That's their responsibility. And I, I think it'll. I don't know if it'll come at a at a steep cost, but it will be noted among House watchers that he can't get the rule across the floor on his own. The rule, of course, is the is the procedural vote that precedes uh, passage and debate uh, of a big bill like this. So that is the um, that's kind of the reality there. 
Let's move on to the vote. Um, McCarthy needs a min- There's. Let me put it this way. There's already been talk of trying to remove McCarthy. It's not terribly serious talk. It's from people like Dan Bishop of North Carolina, who is running for attorney general um, in the in the state of North Carolina. Um, the uh, McCarthy needs at a minimum and an absolute minimum 112 Republicans to vote for this package. He needs a majority of the majority. Now, he has represented to Democrats that he'll get, you know, closer to 140, 150, you know, and that would, by the way, Anna, that would mean losing 72 Republicans. That's a lot of Republicans to lose. Um, McCarthy needs to get into the 140 to 150 neighborhood, um, needs to, just for uh, appearances purposes. And, you know, it's been difficult for us and, frankly, also for the leadership to um, really discern who's a no here beside, outside the whipping process because the loudest voices are doing a, a lot of work uh, in the last couple days and really making a lot of noise about this process. Yeah, listen, I mean, I think it's kind of always a squeaky wheel. Those are the folks that want to, one, garner headlines. They want to make McCarthy's life more difficult. I think it does, though, you know, to get to that 140, 150 number is going to be a really big test for this leadership team. You know, I, I think they've clearly um, feel as though they've been underestimated at every turn. They This is going to be the biggest test, no doubt, of Speaker Kevin McCarthy's uh first term as speaker and I think brings brings us to the third concern which is should he fail to garner that majority of the majority at least 100 and you know 12 votes would conservatives or would any member of congress move move against him right that is kind of the the dynamic that he certainly is very aware of um wouldn't be surprising but you know that that would if they don't garner the majority of the majority Dan Bishop goes from being kind of the lone voice probably a frustration of conservatives to you know potentially there being more actionable you know measures that could be taken yeah i mean listen um the uh the leadership is confident that they could beat back a motion to vacate but, you know, it's something that McCarthy does not want to deal with. And and the third concern here is, uh, I mean, the majority of the majority concern, if they can't get the majority, the majority would lead to this motion to vacate. Um, you know, I, this it's gotten me thinking just about the opposition and the historic opposition of conservatives to leadership priorities. It's, you know, the Limit Save Grow bill, which McCarthy passed in in uh, uh, last month in April, um, uh, you know, was an opening gambit. It was never going to end up there. Uh, and since the early 2010s, this has been where conservatives are. They they get pissed off at final agreements and, you know, they believe if they only hold out more that the Democratic president will will somehow bend to their will. It's just it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, you know, and by the way, this was put to an ultimate test two times, Obamacare in 2010 and in 20, the end of 2018 when the government shut down over the over the wall. Um, Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan convinced Donald Trump at that time that if they only called a shutdown, a prolonged shutdown, then Democrats would bend to their will and would build a wall on the southern border. That didn't happen. That doesn't work. So anyhow, that is um, that is that is where we are here. And McCarthy tried his best to um, uh, to spike the football a little bit and to convince his colleagues to to uh, declare victory as well 
We'll see how much that works. Um, one other thing to note, Democrats have Shalanda Young, Steve Rochetti, Aviva Aaron Dine, and John Podesta in their conference meeting this morning. Um, and uh, they are going to brief Democrats on the bill. All right, let's move on to the Senate, because as much focus as there is on the House, and of course, that is the first step in this process, um, the the upper chamber is not necessarily going to make it easy for themselves to get this done. Andrew Desiderio has a look at how the Senate could be in for a long weekend of procedural and amendment votes on the debt limit bill, a saga that would bring the U.S. government right up to the edge of that June 5th default deadline or even potentially past it. Leaders in both parties are trying to game out how to avoid this outcome. Uh, you know, and if you've been reading us here, I think obviously the chances uh, that the Senate operates largely on unanimous consent and any individual senator can slow the legislative process for days, right? So this is going to be all for one or one for all. And there's a lot of members, both Republicans and Democrats, who want to get some amendment votes here. Yeah, listen, it's a... Um, uh, the good thing for the leadership and for avoiding default is effectively conservatives are saying, give us an amendment vote and we're cool. And if you could be bought off with an amendment vote, that means you're not going to drag the process along. I mean, some people think that they're going to even get out of here Friday. Um, who the hell knows? I mean, I, I, if anybody, a Senate aide said to me yesterday, anyone who tells you they know when we're going to vote, it's just lying. Um, and I think that's right. Uh, we have no idea when they're going to vote. It all depends on the whims of just a couple members of Congress, and that's very tricky and very difficult. So, although good news is the sense that you don't have a Rand Paul or some of these other senators who could really force things to take a much longer. It doesn't seem like, to your point, it could be just an amendment vote. It's not necessarily going to try to run out the clock and slow things down as much as possible. Yeah, they they aren't indicating that at this point. So. Remember, um, the 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 default deadline is Monday, um, June fifth, and um, they got to get this. They ideally, got to get this through before then, um, and would like to get this through before the weekend. So we'll see how that works out. In a in an in an ideal universe, that's what that that's what would happen here. Um, uh, and again, they seem like they could be bought off, so that's a good sign. All right, let's run to the number three story of the morning, Investigation Nation. Despite the debt limit news dominating the Capitol, there was plenty of oversight developments on Tuesday. In particular, House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chair James Comer vowed to initiate contempt of Congress proceedings against FBI Director Christopher Wray. Ray failed to comply with Comer's subpoena deadline to hand over a document that allegedly contained details of a bribery scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden. This is him continuing this uh, quest, but is kind of the next, ratcheting it up to the next level here. Yeah, uh, welcome to the rest of the Congress, right? It'll be appropriations and investigations. And by the way, those two will come together because when the debt, when the once the debt limit is lifted, which again, we think it will be by the end of this week or some sometime in the next five to 10 days, um, there will be investigations and then Republicans will try to use the appropriations process to hit back at the Biden administration on agencies like the FBI, the IRS. So this is the the future here. And by the way, I assume they hold Ray in contempt. I assume they hold Secretary of State Anthony Blinken in contempt. This is going to be a major dynamic for Republicans going forward. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. 
Uh, please share about The Daily Punch with your friends on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. Go a little deeper on everything we talked about this morning by signing up at punchbowl.news for our free morning newsletter. Have a great day and stay safe.